0: Dear songwriter, Lizzo's About Damn Time was released in 2022 off her album Special and is a tune that is an absolute anthem. There are so many memorable melodies, lyrics, and hooks that it's no wonder why this song was and perhaps still is such a hit. Through it all, there are some slightly unconventional decisions that Lizzo made, which you might be surprised to hear about which goes to show that there are no true rules when it comes to songwriting, and if there are, then they can absolutely be broken. So in this episode, I'm going to break down five things we can learn from Lizzo's song, About Damn Time. So grab a pen, a piece of paper, I would say maybe listen to this tune first before we really dive in, especially if you haven't heard the song. But anyways, get ready to add some tools to your songwriting tool belt here. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a professional songwriting mentor who's helped hundreds of songwriters to write and release their first songs. And this is Dear Songwriter, the podcast to help you confidently write and release your music so that you can live your most musical and creative life. Let's get into it. Okay, as always, thanks for tuning in. So this is episode four of a four-episode series that I've been doing throughout the summer, starting in June. Four-part series analyzing different songs. It was also my attempt to try to do two podcast episodes per week. I think I'm going to go back to one a week, kind of looking at my schedule, things that I have going on. I think I will get back to twice a week, but basically I'm in the middle of quite a big transition with my songwriting mentoring business. And so I think I need to just nail down that transition first. And I love this podcast more than anything as it relates to what I do with songwriting mentoring. Eh, It's up there. Let's put it that way. (laughs) It's part of what I love to do. And so I do want to get back to twice a week, but I am going to go back to once a week. So for all you regular Listeners, thank you for the continued support and you will be hearing from me once a week. So anyways, enough of that. Let's get into this song. So I heard this song on the radio. Yes, I occasionally listen to the radio. Sometimes I want a playlist curated for me. Sometimes I don't want to have to decide what to listen to. Maybe that's lazy, but sometimes, especially if I'm in the car, I don't know that I want to queue up A playlist on Spotify I don't know that I want to think about okay what album do I want to listen to so yeah sometimes I turn on the radio I was born in 1988 I grew up with the radio okay maybe I miss it a little bit so anyways I heard this song on the radio and I was like this is an absolute bop this is an absolute jam so many cool things about it I appreciate that it has funk and jazz roots I appreciate the groove and production which we're not really going to talk about much today But I really think it's a awesome song and I get why it did so well and why Lizzo does so well. Number one thing that we can learn from this song. For verse one, and I'm going to put a little asterisk on verse one and you'll learn why in a little bit, but we're going to call it verse one for now. Verse one has this like A-A-B-B-B melodic motif structure, meaning the first line or the first phrase is an A motif and then the second line repeats. Those are the two A's. And then it has three B melodic motifs, meaning that those motifs are different from the A motifs, hence the A and the B. And the B melodies have more notes, saying more in a smaller amount of time, right? So it gives it this feeling of acceleration and there's this change in the rhythm. We go from longer notes in the A motif to definitely shorter notes in the B motif, it gives it this feeling of acceleration, and I'll tell you why later on. We're going to come back to this verse one. Okay, so that's number one, an A-A-B-B-B melodic motif structure. So hopefully this is helpful if you are feeling stuck on your melodies. I think sometimes having these templates can be helpful. Okay, number two. So if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about what an elevated pre-chorus is. And if you haven't heard that term, it's probably because I made it up. There's an elevated pre-chorus followed by a mid-range or lower note chorus. So what do I mean by this? An elevated pre-chorus, meaning we go from the verse, which is lower notes or mostly lower notes, and then we immediately hit a higher note to give us this feeling of elevation in the pre-chorus. And so I talked about this in the context of Sia's song, Unstoppable, which I broke down last week. Same thing here in Lizzo's song, an elevated pre-chorus. It gives us this feeling of, okay, we are going up. We have been elevated, followed by a mid-range to lower note chorus. So it kind of harkens back to some of what's going on in the verse. And the reason why I bring this up again is because I think we have this belief that the chorus needs to be the highest notes. It needs to be the most exciting section of the song, which may be true, but it goes to show that how high your notes are don't necessarily decide that is the most exciting part of the song or that that is the chorus. So think about that when you're writing your choruses. Does this need to be the section that contains the highest of notes? Okay, so that's number two, an elevated pre-chorus followed by like a mid-range chorus. Number three, a post-chorus occurs and then slides into a very different verse from what we heard in verse one. So kind of a two-parter here. I'm putting it into one section. So I believe that there's a very distinct post-chorus. Maybe that's not in your interpretation, but basically the section where she starts singing, in a minute, I need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. That section, which maybe you've heard on social media or you've heard, again, on the radio, whatever it might be, an iconic part of the song, that to me feels like a post-chorus. And then it rolls into a very different verse from verse 1. It's a little less melodic. It's a little bit more rhythmic. And so it doesn't align really with verse one in the same way, which, if you remember, I said, okay, let's put an asterisk on verse one, which begs the question is verse one actually an intro? At the end of the day, it doesn't totally matter, I think, how you view it. But after listening all the way through in an analytical way and after looking at the lyrics from a bird's eye view, I reinterpreted that verse 1 as an intro. An extra point there is that maybe your verse 1 is actually an intro. So I think that's interesting regardless, right, is that intro verse or verse 1, whatever you want to call it, melodically doesn't really repeat anywhere else in the song. It doesn't come back because we go into this, like, different verse 2. Okay, next, there's a one-line bridge, I'm coming out tonight, and it's spoken first and then sung. Now, I'm calling it a bridge. Some might argue, okay, it's not actually a bridge because you don't go back to the chorus. It feels like a bridge to me because even though we don't fully go back to the chorus, it does go back to a clear lyrical motif from the chorus and also the title of the song, It's About Damn Time. I think a lot of times when we write a bridge, we're like, okay, we need to figure out how to go back to the chorus. Maybe you don't maybe you create that partial sandwich, (laughs) right? Where you have that chorus in the front part of the bridge, then you go to the bridge. Instead of going back into a full-blown chorus again, you just pick one section from the chorus to give us a feeling of, okay, this is a bridge, or it functions the same way as a bridge. And I think it is important to call this section a bridge because then, and this is the next point, the song goes into an outro that, like, feels like it's fading out. The last point is that this song, I believe, contains a bridge and an outro, which is fascinating for me personally because I often have trouble writing both. It's either one or the other. And maybe you haven't had that experience, but for me, it's always a struggle to have two coexist. So let us summarize what we can learn from Lizzo's About Damn Time. So number one, we have an A A B B B melodic motif structure Four, what I originally thought was verse one, but I am now calling the intro. Intro verse one, doesn't really matter. Either way, the point is an A-A-B-B-B melodic motif structure. So try that structure out for your next tune. Number two, an elevated pre-chorus followed by a mid-range to lower chorus. Same point as last week, talking about Sia's song, Unstoppable. Number three, this weird fusion of post-chorus going into a very different verse something that we haven't really heard before. The intro verse and verse two are their own things, at least from a melodic and rhythmic standpoint. Number four, a one-line bridge. I'm coming out tonight that's spoken first and then sung, and it's sandwiched by not another chorus, but by a lyrical motif from the chorus, and melodic motif from the chorus, and title of the song, It's About Damn Time. And then the last thing is that this song contains a bridge end an outro and again maybe this is more fascinating for me than it is for you because I struggle to have both sometimes thanks so much for listening hey if you liked this episode and you're listening and you're like hey Connor seems like maybe he'd be a cool person to work with and you're looking to get clear on your goals you're looking to get a sense of where you're at with your songwriting I want to invite you to book a free call with me personally, not a team member. This is with me personally. I guess it depends on when you're listening to this episode. But if you're listening around summer of 2023, book a free call with me. Go to connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, Frost, F-R-O-S-T, dot com, slash call. Fill out a short application to see if you qualify. Book that free call with me, and we will do exactly that. We'll set a goal. We'll address where you are at. And if it feels like a good fit, see if... You'd be good to work with me and Julie and my entire team at the Songwriter Accelerator. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. If you could subscribe to the podcast as well, I need to be better about reminding people to do that. That'd be super helpful for me. I'm really trying to level up this podcast. I'm starting to take this podcast more seriously than I have in the past, if I'm being totally honest. So if you could subscribe or follow whatever the lingo is now, that would be much appreciated. Happy writing.